as hell and I wanna get ill So I go to a place where my homeboys chill Fellas out there trying to make that dollar I pulled up in the 6-4 Impala Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bored as Hell podcast. I'm Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot. And I'm Andy Wilson, also a Big Shiny Robot. And we've got two movies for you this week. We've got the uh, the Baywatch kind of movie reboot thing, and also Pirates of the Caribbean 26, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is also, from what I understand, kind of a reboot. They're hoping to yeah. do about 20 more of these again. Um, and yeah, you can tell just how excited we are <laughs> to talk about both yes. these movies. Such amazing! It was an amazing, amazing week um, in the theater. Remember when Memorial Day weekend used to be like big, big movies? Oh yeah, and it's just like these were like big budget kind of meh movies. I, I I don't. But you've still got you still got Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's what you should go see. Yeah, definitely, definitely go back and, and see that one <laughs> again or so. Anyways, uh, yeah, we'll start up with uh, Baywatch because we do go worst to first. Yep. So this is the the reimagining of the kind of classic '90s TV series uh, about lifeguards, uh, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Zac Efron. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is playing Mitch Buchanan. He is the head of Baywatch, the lifeguards who run in slow motion, look really pretty, and save people from drowning whilst solving crimes. And <laughs> Zac Efron comes in as Matt Brody. He is a disgraced former gold medalist who partied too much and puked in the pool at the Olympics and lost his team the medals. And he's the resident bad boy who comes in and is doing this as his community service. And I don't know, it's hard to describe this movie because there's not much going on. Basically, he shows up, uh, doesn't want to be part of the team, doesn't want to fit in, learns a lesson, and then they all go and solve crimes, uh, which involve drug dealing uh, by a... uh, a nasty, nasty new woman named Victoria Leeds, who's played by Priyanka Chopra, who just oozes malice and is a very stereotypical bad person, and wackiness ensues. Uh, so I was really not enough wackiness. No, not so. enough. And actually, that's that's where I'm going. So we've already seen this before. They did the raunchy R-grade comedy based on a classic TV series with 21 Jump Street. And that was hilarious. It was well done, yes. well written. It wore its on its sleeve and just went balls out and was a lot of fun. Uh, this one... So, here's my thing. is Just because you make a lot of sex jokes and you say the F word over and over and over again does not make you an edgy comedy. It does not make you a funny yeah. comedy or even a raunchy comedy. It just means you know how to cuss like a 10-year-old. And that's kind of what it felt like. It was like a 10-year-old made this movie... And thought, <laughs> we're going to have some boobs and say the F word. Um, and what's funny is, we were walking out and my husband said, and he said, you'll never ever thought you'd hear me say this, but for an R-rated Baywatch movie, there were no boobs in that. I mean, there's cleavage. And there's yeah. there's a there's a, a fake penis on a dead dude. So that's that's, that's your nudity. But uh, it just, it, it was meh. And I, the more I've thought about it since I've seen it, the more and more upset I've gotten about it. Well, it's so weird because if you said to me, okay, we're going to reboot Baywatch. Okay, so let's take that premise. Uh, yeah, let, let's make it like 21 Jump Street. Okay, so what does it need to be? It needs to be funny. Yes. It was not funny. It should be sexy. Good-looking people in bathing suits running in slow motion. Was it sexy? It was not sexy. I know the, the Rock it, and, and Zac Efron have their shirt off twice in the entire movie. 
Oh, you know that that is true. And and shirtless Rock and Zac Efron are probably the sexiest thing about this movie. But if that's <laughs> not your particular cup of tea, yeah, I don't know exactly who they were making this for. And and then well, let's have some cool action sequences. We're out on the water. We can have uh, cool chase scenes and things like that. Yeah, no, it it for for a bunch of like high budget action hijinks there wasn't a whole lot that was memorable in here and and that includes a finale that includes using fireworks as weapons against yes. people so you know it's just uh, like I've seen this less than a week ago I can barely remember anything about it uh, the one thing I remember uh, is Alexandra Daddario's eyes because I am in love with that girl and I don't know what it is about her eyes but she's just absolutely gorgeous um, you know one one thing I will say about this though is this is a movie or this this is based on a TV show known for its very exploitative TNA uh, you know women bouncing up and down in bathing suits in slow motion and this movie had very little of that and and I think that's that is good in a way and you know no boobs it's not that there should be boobs that there should be exploitation of of women or uh, viewing things with with the male gaze but the the fact that it just didn't really have anything to do with that at all or at least it didn't like try to address that in some fashion I felt was was a real weakness and there was a point in the movie where they tried to have some sort of a social message all of the female lifeguards are incredibly competent at their jobs they're all very smart they're all very good and there's a point where everyone is complaining that Zac Efron is getting a promotion and uh, the lead girl lifeguard is not, even though she's far more qualified. And it, it, it's like the movie tried to, for just a second, have some sort of a message and then it didn't. And it, it, this movie just didn't know what it was trying to do. Uh, so again, run that down. It wasn't funny. It wasn't sexy action wasn't good didn't have a good message so i i'm just left befuddled by this whole thing like why did we even have a baywatch movie i i don't get it this could have been good maybe in an alternate universe there's there's a good baywatch movie and it's worth watching i'd like to see that uh i give this like a three out of ten yeah and and the one thing that really pissed me off about this movie the most was so the opening sequence is this dude's like parasailing and the wind takes him up way too high and he falls, hits the water, the wave crashes him into a rock and he, you know, cuts his head open and goes unconscious. So of course the rock runs slow-mo down the thing, jumps in the water, grabs the dude and saves him. And as he comes up, behind him the Baywatch name just rises out of the ocean like a, you know, like tight triton. And these two dolphins do like flips. I was like, oh my god, they get it. They understand this is campy and dumb and stupid. Yes! And I was like, I'm yeah. so in for this. And it was just a complete letdown from the moment. I mean, yeah. I would have rather they just had the words Baywatch splash on the screen. So I wasn't expecting something because that made me excited. And I was like, this is going to be so cool. And yeah, 
you know what? There are some funny moments. I did laugh multiple times. I laughed a couple of times, yeah. And and there were and there were some pretty naughty jokes that I was like, oh wow, like I was sitting there like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I am. But the problem is, is those jokes became fewer and fewer, far between as it went down. And this movie can't decide if it wanted to be a comedy, if it wanted to be an action movie, or if it wanted to be a drama. It combined all three of those elements throughout, and then the last half of the movie especially, it became just almost like an action drama, with very few laughs, and as cheesy as Baywatch was, and yes, you know, the, the TV show was more of a dramedy with action and everything else, that's not what this needed. Again, we go back to 21 Jump Street, that knew what it needed to do to be funny and to make a point, you know, with Korean Jesus and everything else, and it was hilarious, and you had actors that were, you know, uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill played off each other so well, and they both have really great comedic timing. And the, the crappy thing is, is both Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron both have really good comedy chops and have great comedic timing, but it wasn't put on display here. And, yeah, it's when the biggest laugh you're trying to get in this movie is the fact that Zac Efron's touching a dead dude's taint. Yeah. That's about as lowbrow as you can go. And like I said, this felt like a movie aimed at 10-year-olds who aren't old enough to get in to see it, but it's the type of humor they would find funny. So I actually, when I first saw it, I was eh, maybe I'm a 5. I'm actually down to a 3.5 after thinking about it because it's really dumb. Uh, and the one thing that pisses me off, too, is uh, John, Bass, ba- uh, John Bass plays one of the, uh, the wannabe lifeguards for Baywatch, and he's the stereotypical chubby guy who... You know, shouldn't be on the team, but it is because he has heart. Ha ha ha. And I, I don't mind it when a movie has fun with a character. Like, we look back at American Pie with Jason Biggs' character. Like, yes, there were a lot of situations that were very, very uh, embarrassing for him. And you felt embarrassed for him. But you could tell the writers still loved the character because they gave him a chance to do what he does and, you know, in, in the end, be, be the hero and, and get the girl and everything. And, yeah, that, that happens in this one. But the whole he's the butt of the joke for the entire damn movie and I don't know it just it, it bugged me because I'll laugh at anything if it's funny but making fun of someone just because they're a heavy set and oh my god they're surrounded by hot people and look how ugly he is it just didn't do it for me yeah and I, I also found that problematic and it you should love your characters and it's you know it's the same sort of thing that we did with like 800 different Ben Stiller characters yeah. where you're like you're embarrassed for him, but you're rooting for him, even you know, even when he's getting himself into various shenanigans or whatever. And I wish they had had that more loving touch with it. Even even with uh, Twenty One Jump Street, the joke was that you know Channing Tatum was supposed to be the cool kid and the awesome guy who had it all together, and in this new high school, he's he's the loser. And Jonah Hill is the cool one. Yeah, uh, I, I liked that that they took that and they subverted that, and and they said, you know, we're we're going to poke fun at these stereotypes and poke fun at high school, and this just uh, you're absolutely right about the opening of the movie. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna do it. It's gonna be hilarious, and then they they just lost it. It was like they they got it for just one moment that that it was actiony it was funny uh it it was funny how campy it was and we all knew it yeah. but we liked it 
and yeah, it just it was just a letdown after that point. Yeah. So, anyways, stay away from Baywatch. It's not funny. It's not anything. It it really feels like it should have just been like a made for TV movie. Uh, I don't know why they. I know why they did it, but the problem is get better writers because <laughs> you've got a really talented cast and you didn't use them in nearly to their full potential, not even to their half potential. I'd say so. So yeah, so stay away from Baywatch. Uh, the next movie we have though is Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales. Now I had to work through this one, and this movie's been very divisive among my peers because some of them loved it, some of them thought it was okay, some hated it. Uh, I I haven't liked the Pirates movie since the second one, so uh, again I didn't see it though, so I can't talk about it. But Andy, sh- should I go see it? <laughs> well, uh, it really depends. How much do you really love the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? I love the first. I, one. I yeah, I, I like the first. I really loved the first one, but I am also a fan of Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean: The Ride. Oh yeah, I. I love that ride. I, I'm a huge Disney fan. I'm a Disneyland fan. Pirates of the Caribbean is one of those rides that I, I love going on. Yeah. Well, I used to live uh, in Southern California, and back in the day, a SoCal pass for residents was like 80 bucks. So yeah. we would get bored. We'd drive up there, spend half a day, and go home. I've literally ridden that ride probably 300 times. Yeah. We just, we, we just loop it over and over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I lived in San Diego for a little uh, for a while after uh, coming home from my religiously affiliated vacation uh, <laughs> in, in Russia, and and so I went and lived in San Diego for a few months before going back to school, and and we got a, a Southern California pass, and my roommate and I uh, basically every Friday after work we'd leave early, like three o'clock, uh, and we'd we'd head on up to Disneyland and get there before rush hour started. And we'd just stay at the park through midnight. And that's what we did like every Friday night for like three, four months straight. I, and, and pirates of the Caribbean was a huge part of that. I love pirates of the Caribbean. Now here's the thing. I loved captain Jack Sparrow when he was originally introduced. And I'm like, Oh wow. What a breath of fresh air. This, this character, he's so fun. Uh, he's so charming. He's so he's so rakish. That's really wearing very thin in this movie, and that's the biggest problem with it is they haven't figured out anywhere new to take this character, and it's becoming so one note. It's getting hard to continue to root for him. Mm-hmm. So th- this movie though is really trying to restart the franchise. Uh, we are new characters, uh, as you may remember, happened at the end of the third film. Uh, Will Turner, uh, who was the hero in the first movie, uh, and Elizabeth Swan are married, uh, but he has to become the new Davy Jones. And he's cursed to stay at sea for seven years, and then uh, for one day every seven years, he can set foot on dry land. And uh, he fathered a son during that time. And uh, that is our new protagonist. And his son, Henry, is trying to break his father's curse. And in order to do that, he's trying to hunt down the Trident of Poseidon, uh, otherwise known as the underwater MacGuffin that everyone's (laughs) after. Uh, It also turns out uh, that there is a a very charming and uh, very lovely lady named Karina Smith. 
And she is trying to track it down because she has a book left to her uh, by her father. And it is the only clue as to who her father is. And she thinks her father wants her to track down this treasure. And that will lead her to him. Uh, Johnny Depp, uh, or Captain Jack Sparrow, is recruited into this because he also needs to find the trident. Because there are ghosts coming after him specifically uh, a very very scary uh, set of ghosts led by Captain Salazar played by Javier Bardem Uh, Captain Salazar led a team of infamous Spanish pirate hunters uh, who went after Jack Sparrow in his uh, very early young days and a mishap happened Uh, he got away and they were cursed uh, to to roam the seas in an undead form, and they're coming after Jack to take revenge. So all three of them are going after this trident again, the underwater MacGuffin, and uh, trying to get it. Of course, the British Navy's also trying to get their hands on it, and uh, Captain Barbosa shows up, and and he's trying to get his hands on it too because it's a treasure, and he also doesn't want to be killed by the. Uh, pirate-hating ghosts, and on and on and on. Um, All of this movie really is a giant pretense for some kind of middling action sequences and not a whole lot else. There is some character development, but it's pretty thin. Uh, The best character out of all of them is Miss Karina Smith, Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially, the the whole thing about her is, it's hard to be a woman. Uh, they keep trying to kill her because everyone thinks she's a witch because she's <laughs> uh, and she has opinions, and therefore it's it's hard to be her. Now that's a good message, and I like it. I wish it had been handled more deftly, and. I wish this entire movie had been handled more deftly. It feels like with a few more passes at this script and possibly in in a little bit better directorial hands, this could have been something. But it just feels very middling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I look back on the previous movies. The fourth movie was just, it was just terrible. I couldn't stand it. And I look back at the third movie, and as much of a mess as it was, I liked the fact that it was setting up this kind of cool dynamic about, like, pirates versus authority. And the real bad guys were the British Navy and uh, the British East India Company. And it's like, ooh, government and corporations working together versus freedom and the sea and... It's like, oh, that's that's cool. I get where they're going, and then you have this inexplicable third act action sequence that doesn't make any sense. Um, this movie is very much like that. That it feels like it was trying to have a message. It was trying to say something about family. It was trying to say something about uh, womanhood and equality. Uh, but it was all just a setup for kind of meh action sequences Mm -hmm. so uh i'm right down the middle on this at like a five out of ten so uh that's yeah go 
go see it if you really like the Pirates movies, if you really like Johnny Depp's shtick. But um, a lot of this felt to me like some of the worst of the Jackie Chan movies where uh, they're just like, oh, let's let's put him in these situations and and see what sort of funny action sequences he can he can do with these things. And it's like, well, there's only so much running around Jack Sparrow can do that before it like ceases to be amusing. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I still do want to see it because I, I've seen all four of them, and I want to see this uh-huh. one. But I don't know. I, I just the cool thing about this this franchise is there is a really cool story to tell, and you know, we we all forget that you know Johnny Depp got nominated for an Oscar for his first portrayal as as Jack Sparrow. You know, he mm-hmm. was he was it was very well done. But I think as much as we always joke that Tony Stark is basically RDJ being himself. It almost seems like Jack Sparrow's kind of become, uh, or, or Johnny Depp's become Jack Sparrow in real life. Like he's kind of out there. So I don't know. Like I, I'm torn because I do, I do want to see it because I, I'm a completionist. And I have to go see everything. But I also kind of want to be able to do other things with two and a half hours of my life. <laughs> yeah, this movie is long too, and I it gets really kind of boring and drawn out in the middle. The opening is okay. The ending is kind of cool. The middle, uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was fighting my eyelids during certain parts uh, of I'm this. Sorry. But it should never happen in a summer blockbuster movie. Swashbuckling action one. pirate movie. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no excuse for that, and uh, the fact that they, you know, couldn't do any better than this, and they couldn't do anything better than an underwater. MacGuffin, Trident, you know, it just, it it just seems kind of lazy, and um, uh, one one thing though, they they obviously are trying to revitalize this franchise, and they want to do more of them. Um, so do stay on all the way through the credits. There is a tiny little scene at the very end. Um, it's not that great, but it does kind of tease where I think they're probably going, which is probably going to be more Davy Jones type stuff. So uh, if you were a fan of that, then cool for you, I guess. But uh, yeah, stick around. It's uh, if, if you are a completionist and need to see this, then it's, yeah. it's worth well, I mean, Obviously, this is the movie that won the box office this weekend. It's estimated to do about $62 million. But I'm very, yeah. very proud of you, America, because Guardians 2 beat Baywatch. So I'm very, very proud that you went <laughs> and saw the right movie this weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, you all made the right choice. You went and saw a better movie. Uh, so again, go see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 multiple times. It's it's the best thing out there right now. Yeah. Um, and next week, we've got, uh, well, we've got Captain Underpants. Uh, but the big one Yay! is Wonder Woman. And we're actually going to be lucky enough to have uh, Caitlin Booth again uh, join us to review that. Because I think it's only appropriate that she, uh, we, we have a woman <laughs> review this movie with us. I mean, two dudes talking about Wonder Woman would be kind of, kind of weird. Uh, but uh, there's been, so if you've been on social media or just had your, Open your eyes the last couple days. There has been a lot of controversy surrounding the Wonder Woman movie and in ways that are kind of odd because so far uh-huh. this is getting very, very positive word of mouth. The, uh, the the critics and the trades who have seen it said it's really good. 
Um, it's so far the best uh, DC movie we've had. Um, but there was a decision made at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, um, and which is, by the way, the most amazing movie theater in the world. I wish to God yes. they would bring one up here. <laughs> uh, but they decided to do a female-only screening of Wonder Woman, and that meant only women uh, or people who identify as women can go to the screening. Yeah. Uh, the waitresses will all be female. The projectionists will be female. It's 100% woman-driven, woman-based. Boom. Uh, it sold out in like an hour. I mean, everyone was all excited about it. They sold a ton of yep. tickets. And now they're actually rolling this out to their other Alamo Draft houses nationwide. But the moment this happened, all these wonderful men's rights activists came out and said, well, that's discrimination. Rah, 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 rah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't argue online. I, I've said some snarky comments uh, on a couple of things, but I mean, I've posted about it. Andy, you have. Our friend Ryan Call from Salt Lake Comic Con mm-hmm. has. Uh, Jimmy Martin from Geek Show Podcast. And every single post has hundreds upon hundreds of comments. And a lot of them actually are very supportive. And yes, you know, this is a good thing. And there's a bunch of just whiny crybaby men who are like, meh. So you mean we have to go see it at 6.30 instead of 6? I mean, it's that bad. Um, Andy, so you you jumped on this before I did. Because, I again, I don't argue on Facebook. I just say smart-ass comments. So I'm going to yeah. let you kind of take the rein here. And just, just you know, um, you know we, we do keep this podcast very family-friendly, very PG. Um, we might use some swearsies because I'm kind of pissed about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes. just keep in mind that we'll um, we'll keep it PG-13, which means we get one F word apiece. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can have one one non-sexual F word. Exactly. That's it. Okay. So. Yeah, I first jumped on this because I mean, living in the Austin area, it's like the Alamo Draft House is an institution here, and I love the special screenings that they do. And I saw that they were doing a special screening of Wonder Woman for women only. And I like immediately posted. I'm like, you know what? I can't go to this. And I 100% support this. Because this is really cool. Wonder Woman is a legitimate feminist icon. And she means so much to so many people. And especially to women she means a whole lot and her entire backstory uh princess diana of themyscira uh living in a society of only women on an island away from mankind because men are violent and here's the ho- the whole movie she decides to come out into the world of men and and in one of the most violent times in human history of world war 1 uh to basically save our asses and you know and here's a bunch of dudes who immediately feel threatened by this and i'm just like why why like like you said adam it's like that means i have to go to the screening at six o'clock instead of the one at 6 30 it's like this this is so ridiculous like there are there are, I think, seven Alamo Draft House locations in the greater Austin area. And, yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, and there, this will be playing on like 10 to 15 different screens just at the Alamo Draft House. 
you could also go to any of the other theaters owned by AMC or Cinemark or uh, yada, yada, yada. There's plenty of theaters. This is no skin off your nose whatsoever. And suddenly everyone is is saying like, oh, this is so terrible. I had people arguing with me like, this is illegal. It's immoral. It's unethical. Like, you can't say that you're for equality um, because I actually had someone... He, he said, you have to agree with me that if there was a screening uh, that was whites only, that you would be offended at that. And if you don't agree with that right now, then I'm leaving. And I'm like, no, I don't have to. I don't have to agree with that because that's not how argument works. First exactly. of all, it's, have it's you not... taken high school debate? <laughs> high school. It's not. It's not you. You have to agree with me, or I'm taking my ball and going home. And it's like okay, yeah, let's deconstruct that for a minute. Why would a whites-only screening be bad? Well, because we have a history in this country of whites of, only, <laughs> of whites only, and segregating things and saying that people who are not white are not allowed into theaters. No one is saying men can't come to theaters. They're saying we're going to do something special just for these screenings and and we're giving the proceeds away to Planned Parenthood Parenthood, 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 a a women's shelter and it's just like you know this is like the most ridiculous thing on the planet why people have to get their noses so bent out of shape uh, over over nothing it's it's nothing. I don't. I don't understand yeah. why someone feels threatened by this. It's, it's, like, it's, at it's all. really funny because um, I want to give a huge kudos to Alamo Draft House. Well, obviously because they're amazing. Even just for yeah. doing this, but their social media team is fantastic oh my because God. they were on the ball like right then and there. Like people would pop up on their page and bitch, and they would just shut them down. Like someone was like, "Oh well, good luck trying to sell tickets to this." And they're like, "We actually sold out." three hours ago we added a second screening which sold out and now we're rolling it out nationwide so i think we're selling tickets <laughs> i mean they yeah. just, they had yeah. no hey here we go they had no fucks to give they were just like boom we're doing this <laughs> we're, like you know they they knew 100 percent the moment they announced hey we're doing a female only screening of of wonder woman they knew they were gonna get the shit and they and they's like fine we're gonna jump in and we're gonna be happy for this and yeah it's these the people who are complaining about the female only screening of Wonder Woman are the same dudes because it's always dudes who are there saying, "Well, how come we don't get straight Pride Month?" Um, it's because you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need a day or a month or a parade to celebrate being straight or being male. Uh, you get that every single day of the year. Uh, yeah. So, you know, me, me as a queer person, you know, we're asking for one month. Uh, these these women who are going to go do this screening. They're asking for two hours. That's it. And guess what? You can go see it somewhere else. It's fine. It's I, I just it still blows my mind that you know there are people out there who think it's all about them. Like I'm sorry, honey. The universe is not all about you. It never was. When you die, you'll be forgotten in 20 years. So you don't matter. So stop thinking just because you have a penis that you're so important that you have to be able to go see this movie about a woman. The first female superhero-led movie we've had, because I love you, Marvel, but get on your Black Widow stuff. Like, you you need to get out there and do this movie. I mean, you can't even make your damn toys the same. You put Cap on the 
goddamn yeah. motorcycle. Anyways, that's yeah. all ransom more. But it's two hours. Let them have this. And I think it's so cool that Alamo Drafthouse is like, you know, we were, you know, it's a woman-only screening, which means if you're a woman or if you're a trans woman, that's fine. Like, you, you know, it's, as long as you identify as a woman. And some dude was like, oh, well, I'm just going to go buy a bunch of, like, tickets for a bunch of bearded veterans and, and have them come in and say they're woman. And Alamo Drafthouse was like, hey, good luck with that. Have fun. Yep. Like, stop yep. being an asshole. That's all it is. Just don't do it. Well, and it's not like the Alamo Draft House doesn't do all sorts of special screenings like that anyway. They have done screenings like for veterans. They've they've done screenings like specific to um I I wanna say it was it was for American Sniper, but I don't remember exactly. It was just so funny though, because when all of these concern trolls started showing up and saying like why aren't you doing this for veterans or something it's like i had to really restrain myself from playing the like uh you're not a real geek card it's like you guys are like uh, you guys are in here trolling from like florida and south carolina and alaska and and wherever you have no idea what the Alamo draft you don't even have done. one <laughs> you don't even have one you don't, you don't even know it's like I've, I've lived now. here for like it's like I kept thinking of that thing from Mean Girls like she doesn't even go here <laughs> that's like seriously how I was feeling about all of these people I'm like what what are you doing and this this doesn't even like hypothetically affect you. You no you one could you go know if you know wanted to. Going to go you want to spend five hundred dollars on a plane ticket to go down there and bitch? That's all it came out to. Is like you you don't even you have polar bears and 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 caribou. Leave us alone. You're in, you're in Alaska. Like and I wish to death we could get one up here. I mean we can't because Utah is ass backwards. Um, because well, they the DABC can't figure out how to make a sign that says this is licensed as a movie theater, not a bar or a restaurant. But it's also because that, both. That's just too much. Yeah. They can't figure that out. Um, so, but you know, you I know. did actually. We uh, Eddie's dad lives in Austin, so we were down there, and this is God, a long time ago. Uh, we went there and saw our idiot brother, which which is a fine movie, mm-hmm. but whatever. But I was just I fell in love the moment I walked in because. You know, for, for those who haven't been there, let, let's explain the, the Alamo Draft House. So, sure. it's a movie theater. If you're in Utah, it's kind of like Brewies. So, if you're familiar with Brewies, it's kind of the same thing, except they have waiters and waitresses who come in during the movie, bring you food, drop your food off, bring you drinks. But the most amazing thing is, if you pull out your cell phone, they will kick your ass out. Like, yep. there's, there's, they don't care. Like, nope, you're out. So, it's a movie theater for adults because it is 21 and up. Uh, I'm sure they do screenings sometimes for kids and stuff. Like when oh, I yeah. They, they actually have tons of, like, great kid-friendly screenings. Like, they were doing, like, Frozen sing-alongs. And, like, uh, the uh, most shows are actually um, kid-friendly before, I think, seven. I think it's seven, yeah. Uh, like, like, we went to go see um, uh, The Force Awakens uh, at 10 a.m. On, on the opening Friday that it came out with my kids at the Alamo draft house, like totally fine. Well, and also because Texas doesn't have a stick up their butt about children possibly seeing alcohol. So, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's totally fine. It's, it's such a great movie going experience. And like I said, all of the cool special screenings they do, they just do 
like random movies all the time. Um, the last month and a half, they've done this like countdown to Alien Covenant. Uh, see the films that helped influence the the visual style of Ridley Scott and uh, the ideas behind Alien, and they were just cool movies. Um, a lot of you know they they were showing the. A 35 millimeter print of uh, the last Tarantino movie. Oh, nice! The Hate Eight. Um, you know they they do all sorts of cool special things like that, and it's a really special movie going experience. And I love them. I love that they do stuff like this, and I really love that they kind of stirred the pot here, because this is a pot that needs to be stirred. Because I'm sorry if your masculinity is so fragile that the idea of several hundred women going to a movie together offends you? Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Um, you know, it, it's really funny because I've, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or I, you know, Pride Month's coming up, but, like, my inner activist, queer activist has been coming out, and I've been, as you've seen, been a bit more vocal on Facebook about kind of mm-hmm. just blurting things out, and it was funny because... You know, I, I don't consider myself a social justice warrior. That's not my moniker. Um, actually, mm-hmm. I am a social justice paladin. And I have a shirt for it, yeah, no. uh, which is actually is yep. pretty cool. Uh, but no, it's I, I've been called an SJW nonstop these last three days to a point where it's like, okay, so why is that an insult? Why is my yeah. standing up for women and saying that I fully support that they get to go do this and see the first female-led superhero movie and they get to have girls night out and have fun. How is my supporting that a bad thing? Like, how is how is how are you trying to offend me and call me names just for being like, oh, cool, they got to go see a movie. I'm gonna go some other day. Like, you know, I actually have yep. to miss the screen this week because I have, I have theater tickets, so I'm gonna go see it with with civilians. You know, later on in the week. And guess what? Even if I was in Austin, I could go see it at the Alamo Draft House. Like we said, probably 15 minutes after or before this showing. It doesn't affect me one little bit. It doesn't affect any man out there one little bit. Stop bitching. Grow up. And as much as you'd like to call us snowflakes, you are the epitome right now of the definition of what you think you're calling us. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. I mean, these are screenings for, like, the Tuesday after the movie opens. It's it's yeah. not even, like, it's It's not early. even opening day. Special, something special it's like uh this is several days after if you really want to go see wonder woman you've seen it by then you're gonna, you're gonna be able to see wonder woman you've seen it twice it's, it's, by then it's so you know uh something thomas jefferson once wrote uh when he was talking about religion and he said it if whether a man believes in one god or another god or no god or many gods neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg and so it's not it's not any of my business and i'm like how does this pick your pocket or break your leg it doesn't do anything to you let let people have something nice for once there's (laughs) a so um uh, i'm sure you've seen the the comics by adam ellis he's all over facebook and he has this one wonderful comic and i can't remember the whole thing but someone's bitching about someone liking something and all of a sudden he goes up and he's like this, his character he always draws himself he goes up and, and squeezes the guy's lips and he's like shh let people like things <laughs> yes 
that's my new thing. I don't. I, I try not to like harsh on people's like for stuff. I'm like, uh, you like Power Rangers? That's your jam. Awesome. And see, it's not my. Yeah. Go have fun. But and here's the thing: is you know, we we joke about you know let people like things, and we're sitting here as film critics telling you that these movies are good or bad, or this movie's like piece of crap. Don't go see it. My viewpoint is okay. So we didn't like Baywatch, obviously. If you go out there and you see Baywatch and you love it, good for you. I am so happy you found joy in that movie. I wish I could have found the joy you found in that movie. It's totally fine to like whatever you want. You know, we're here as film critics just to pretty much say, hey, if you trust our opinions and you're going to go take your family to the theaters, and like I said, our, our mission is it's expensive. If you're going to see one movie a month, these are the ones we think you should see. Um, you, it, you know, Baywatch. Maybe you can wait till it's on DVD. You know, you can you can mm-hmm. wait and save yourself all the money. Um, but no, we're go like what you like, enjoy what you want, and yeah, you know, Eddie loves the Twilight movies. I might make fun of him for it because they're pieces of crap. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad he likes it. I like horrible movies myself. But yep. Ugh. So, anyways, it, it, I think we've I think we've 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 bitched enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the main point is, like what you like, go have fun with it. Go find people who you can enjoy this stuff with and have fun with it and and go do that thing. And if there's someone out there like an Alamo Drafthouse that is willing to bring your, your friends and your group of people together, uh, your, your Hogwarts house, your whatever it is... Uh, and that's awesome and we should support that because folks it is a nasty world out there and there are too many people who are trying to tear us apart and tell us it's better that we're off all on our own Mm -hmm. taking care of us and uh, that we shouldn't care about other people and those people are wrong we should all take care of one another and watch out for one another and if if I could solve all of the misogyny and hate in the world by having an all-female screening of Wonder Woman, I would do that a hundred times. And if this is going to make one woman's day a brighter place because she can go out and do this with her girlfriends, her sisters... And come out of this feeling empowered and happy. Good. Go do that. I, I can't wait for it. And and I I mentioned this to, to Jay Whitaker also of, of Geek Show Podcast. Oh, because they went off apparently. Like, I can't I, wait for uh, the episode when this comes out. Because go listen to Geek Show because apparently they go off about it worse than we do. Because they can use all the swears yeah. we can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Jay's like, Jay's like, I want to fly to Austin and I hope that... Uh, Alamo does this for Black Panther, and they have an all-black screen. That'd be like, amazing. You know what? That'd be so you know what? cool. You come, you can sleep on my couch, I will drive you to the theater, I will sit in the lobby while you go there just to make you able to do this. Because that sounds fucking awesome. There. There's my, there's there's my one. Yeah, so, and, there's and, my one. And let's, you know, it, hopefully one day we'll get a we'll get a a movie that's helmed by a, a queer, you know, superhero, and let's do that. Yeah. Let's let all the queer kids in. Let's all let all of us who are LGBTQIA, every other letter in the <laughs> in the alphabet, because mm-hmm. it keeps expanding. 
But there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't affect you in one goddamn way that you have to... Like you said, the movie, the screen's on a Tuesday. If you wanted to see Wonder Woman, you've already seen it. You've probably seen it twice. And someone was on there complaining like, well, I wanted to go with my wife. Uh, well, you're in California, but they don't what? have one. First of all, if you were in Austin, go with your wife. But guess what? Yeah. There's a reason I'm why we go have... with my wife. Yeah, I'm going to go with mine too. Um, but no, there's there's a reason why they're doing this. It's because it's female empowerment. And until people get it through their thick skulls that, yes, there is inequity in between the sexes. Like, I'm sorry, you can disagree all you want, but it's true. There's, yeah. And it goes back to the simple point that... Actually, what I said on there, which was kind of funny, because uh, Ryan Call from Solid Comic Con is very, very eloquent and posts these amazing, amazing things. And I was very kind of humbled uh, when he... Because my, my post was... The fact of the matter that people are so up in arms over this is the exact reason why we need it. And yep, it was like you yep. just said one sentence what I couldn't say in like three paragraphs. I'm like, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ryan was going off about like rape culture, <laughs> rape gap, and like and every other like modern problem uh, with gender inequity. And but you're exactly right, Adam. You're exactly yeah, so. right. But anyways, one woman's next week. We've got Caitlin on. We're excited to have her because she's. She's a respectable film critic for Bleeding Cool. <laughs> uh, and also, I wouldn't uh, imagine having any other one else on here to weigh in on Wonder Woman. But yeah, that's next yeah. week, that and Captain Underpants. Uh, but until then, hail Satan, and have a lovely afternoon. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. tripping in the dead of It's not but there Music's in the air And you can hear them singing La 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 Shame on you You can feel them dancing La 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 Shame on you A French aunt She says she know me and Jesus We're of the same heart The only thing that keeps us distant
Back in 1694 And I 